Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror Live Late Night Tonight. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined by Producer Todd. It's not late night over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's still, night's still young there. Uh, our other Flesh Wound Horror pals got possessed by the devil. What can we say? They're dealing with it, though. But it's just, just you and me tonight, Todd. How are you yep. doing? I want to make a blasphemous joke at the top because of your stupid comment, but I won't. Because <laughs> I don't know why. You <laughs> only get struck down on this one, Todd. Oh, what's going to happen? The devil, you know, Pope come smite you. Don't do it. Fat Muscle Crow will hit you with the sody right across the head, Todd. All, all I got to do is leave a bottle of whiskey and and fucking Russell Crowe's uh, not a problem. <laughs> even uh, even true. even Pope or religious Pope exorcist uh, Russell Crowe's drinking. Come on, <laughs> I mean he's not. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, uh, he's got a lot one. of people he'd have to punch before he gets to you. I mean, you figure you know, knock out Caesar and knock out uh, Ozzy. You know, you, you'll have time to get away from. Fat Russell Crow. And Dan yeah. will already be slapped out. So he's, he's just don't let him mow you down with the scooter, though, with his Walmart scooter. So. <laughs> but, anyways, we are here tonight to talk three new theatrical horror films that we're very excited to uh, to get into. Um, all dropping at the same time, too, which kind of sucks because you know they're gonna probably all split each other's box office but at least two of them well for sure two will yes absolutely it was very very odd release strategy on these movies but uh uh yeah so let's kick it off with our smaller film out of the three low budget uh, lower well lower budget indie nefarious from co-directors chuck konzelman and carrie solomon and it is nefarious on the day of his scheduled execution a convicted serial killer gets a psychiatric evaluation during which he claims he is a demon and further claims that before their time is over the psychiatrist will commit three murders of his own all right so uh nefarious i was really excited for it um mostly because I, i've always liked sean patrick flannery ever since powder um uh, young, young you're double you're double go you full board on this one go ahead <laughs> it's aside from who made it good you know i knew he was a very talented guy um and that's cool to see him on the big screen quite frankly that's you don't normally get to see that because you know it's it's been a while i mean boondock saints of course was a huge phenomenon uh he's always great in everything that he does but you know he just he kind of hasn't had that huge star making performance unfortunately um so uh so yeah we'll see we'll see what this does for him <laughs> nefarious um so all right. First off, I should say going in that uh, when I saw Believe Films, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe I should have looked into this one a little bit deeper. Of course, we'll review it no matter what. 
but I was like, oh man, propaganda film. Um, so Dan, either way, it's a propaganda film. The Exorcist is a propaganda film. It's a great. That's a great. Well, okay, there's, you a, difference call it a, between, there's a difference film? between good and bad. That is what even fucking Friedkin says that it, it's a religious. It's like a religious movie, and the fact that it's so religious, then yeah, it's a propaganda film. People do misinterpret that one a little bit, though, as far as the ending goes. But that's a, a story for another time. Maybe we'll do an exorcist commentary. Shout out, Orc. Shout out, Brian Trash. How's it going tonight, gentlemen? Thanks for staying up with us. Uh, so, again, I saw that, and I, it took a little bit of the wind out of my sails. Because more often than not, let's just say something that's directly coming from, you know, any kind of, uh, whether it's, right wing left wing when it's coming from a company that kind of specifically does that type of stuff you tend to grow and it tends to like beat you over the head um so this is actually based on two books i'm not familiar with this guy but but steve diaki might be saying his name wrong uh he's a i believe a conservative talk show host from what i understand and he wrote uh two books that this is actually a prequel to um and uh <clears throat> there's two books that this is a prequel to or there, there's he, he wrote two books and this movie is a prequel to the book okay got it so after this move after this movie the two books take place in the world of yes okay yes. got it yes uh so well why like and i found that out later because when i saw believe films obviously um the writer director team on this film actually did work with sean patrick flannery on a, a movie a vampire movie called the insatiable back in the aughts at some at some point that i remember liking i don't remember it being any kind of like uh, pro-faith film or anything like that um and was it was it just with him or from the same studio no, I don't think it was from the same studio. It's just okay. one that I remembered. It was like 06 or something. You made a point yeah. of saying pro the, the yeah. faith thing. That's why I was curious. Yeah, it was a vampire movie. I don't remember any, you know, I don't remember it being anything other than a vampire movie, but my memory could be playing tricks on me. Uh, so having said that, you know, possession movies in general can be very generic. They're often well-made, but they're just so familiar that and we'll talk about that maybe more later because we got you know two sort of possession themed movies tonight but uh this one doesn't unfold exactly as you would think most of the film is it's very dialogue driven the majority of the film is the psychiatrist and uh sean patrick flannery face to face you know just 95 you know, kind of a yeah, kind exactly. of just a back and forth sort of mind fuck that uh, Sean Flannery, you know, informed him. You are going to kill three people. Uh, and <clears throat> there's not a lot of hocus pocus in this film. It's very it's psychologically driven. And surprise, surprise, you can call it a propaganda film. And I'm it fine is. with that. And I'm going to get into specifically what I think especially right now is really going to piss some pe some people off um it is really really good sean patrick flannery is fantastic uh in fact 
this is a guy that is totally capable of winning an Oscar. I would not count on it getting a nomination <laughs> for this movie, but he is chilling and just really, really good. Just an amazing actor. And uh, it's hard. Again, two guys dialogue driven in a, in one room for most of the runtime and they both nail it. And Jordan Belfi who plays uh, Dr. James Martin, the psych, the psychiatrist, you know, holds his own as well. Uh, you know, he's an atheist attorney and, you know, obviously doesn't believe all this stuff starts and he has to make the determination basically whether this uh, person, whether he's possessed or just insane, whether he lives or dies because he's getting ready to be executed. And they manage quite a bit of intrigue and uh, suspense for oh, yeah. being totally dialogue driven. This is not a movie where, you know, there's gore or uh, any heavy violence a little bit, maybe at the very end, but it's just two guys talking and man, it's, it's good shit, Todd. I mean, I was surprised. Uh, I did want to mention Jordan Belfi. He was in the one every, all you guys love, the Don't Look at the Demon one also. Uh, that was the Fiona Dorif movie? Uh, yes. Was I can't it? Remember. Okay. Wait. Okay. Was it? Yes, yes, yes. Did everyone like that? I can't remember. But she was. he was the lead in that. <laughs> a fun little movie. It had its problems, but it's a good movie. Fun movie. Um, so... I was shocked. I was shocked that this ended up being as good as it was. Now, again, I understand being, you know, where it comes from being a more directly, uh, you know, Christian horror film for, you know, whatever that means. Like, again, Exorcist, sure. Uh, but coming from like a, a, a conservative group, I know is going to piss a lot of people off. And I, I'll throw it out there just right now. It's not a major, major plot point, particularly right now with the, you know, uh, uh, don't want to say the word, but it, it, it is pro. And you don't want to kind of give it away either plot point wise. Yeah. It does tap into a, a current issue with topic. Uh, the Supreme court, not the Supreme court itself, but you know, and I literally said it comments on it. That doesn't give anything away. It yeah. comments on it, and it might really piss some of you off to the point that you're not going to want to watch it. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there because I don't want anybody going into this and getting angry that they watched it. But if you can overlook that, irregardless of what you think, it's fascinating. I really ne- like the movie. I've never got getting angry at a movie, but that's me. Um, but uh, I, I know what you mean. I know. Yeah, I know. People yeah. have no concept of the actual world and they focus on little stupid things yeah i get that um what did you think though i certainly not oh no well no (laughs) i mean i can like movies about dragons too can i yeah absolutely so yeah um i i know uh uh slasher we are talking about nefarious nefarious yes first movie of the night yeah we'll we'll tackle pope's exorcist uh Next or the end? I don't even know. Next. Okay, well, so, oh, God, I got to get this much religion as once. <laughs> Can't we break it up? Uh, no, okay. You would say not. this is not like some boring. Oh, no, movie. I love this movie. It yeah. is. It's just two people talking. I like movies about people. 
like yeah. not necessarily horror i mean just um and it was it was just two guys acting and it was you know they were able to even with the stuff that i'm not a fan of that like it, it it's overshadowed by how the the film is there's something yeah i probably laugh more than anyone else in the theater i won't lie I don't think but... there was many yucks in this one, Todd. <laughs> I don't know what you would be laughing at. <laughs> but you're a sick bastard. I am. Um, <laughs> well, one of the parts might have been the hot button topic. <laughs> when mm. it came out, I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, That's not a major part of the story, really. But yeah, I guess if there's one where it's like, okay. I mean, they kind of hit it and get out, <laughs> which at least there's that. But yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to stay too much on this because we're already gonna give more away. Um, ben asks if Nefarious is theater worthy. Here's In my, my answer. Here's my oh, answer yeah. to that. Is it something you need to see in a theater? No, but it's theater worthy in the fact that I think um, people should see it. And not for the religious nonsense, but I mean, for if you're, you know, like acting, I think it's definitely one that you should check out. I'll push back on that a little bit because some people say that for a movie that's lower budget, not some special effects fest. It has nothing to do with that. No, I know. But a lot of people put it that way for smaller movies. I'd say it still is because you're in it more. So I think it is theater. Well, that's well, see, that's my argument for movie theaters in general. So yeah. I wasn't pushing that aspect of it. Yes, a movie you're always going to be more focused in. But I don't... The, the way I put it to Kruger with the other movie, I don't think you'll be mad if you watch this at home you didn't watch it in the movie theater. But I do think you should. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised how good it was. Um, and we, we joked, actually, the last time I was out in uh, California, the movies at that point were kind of sparse in terms of the really good stuff. And we did see a really bad propaganda movie called The Church with Bill Mosley. We uh, didn't know it was a propaganda movie going in, though. Well, I no. mean, of course it was. But I should say we knew it was from a faith-based company going in because it's uh, obviously a propaganda film. And I did yeah. not know this was from a faith-based country. I must not have noticed the the name pop up or I just didn't mm. it didn't register. I'm a um, sure believe films, yeah. I was yeah like, so... <clears throat> Where's always Kirk Cameron? <laughs> there was another one that like had chicken soup for the souls. Like, oh god, well, I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, what am I watching? Mm. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that so that didn't even factor anything in it. I yeah, I really did like it. I was out of the two from the trailers, like just as we are right now from this point. Um, this was this was the one I actually wanted to see out of the two more. Because I I also do like Sean Sean Patrick. Um, I was a big Dead Zone fan, and he was the baddie on that. Also, I mean, um, other than the things you've already mentioned, I just got the complete series of that. I, I it's one I never finished. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, if you want to do something with that, holler at me. <laughs> um, I I lost it, but yeah. Um, oh no, out of the two, this was the one, the one I was more. Like I, I wanted to see out of the, out of the two. Um, I don't know. Like as of now, we'll find out if, you know, later, but yeah. So 
Yeah, kind I, of the psychological unraveling I just thought was really good. And and, yeah. and from the trailer, it kind of like really did like show what we were going to get. And I was worried we were going to get a bigger movie, but I'm glad we got this small movie. Yeah, I I was engrossed. I really was. And it, it was kind of surprising me. Um, See, this is <laughs> right here. Read it for us, Dan. Slash your own video. Uh, Chris slash your home video. If it's all one room dialogue, I can see being like, why did I come for the, to the theater for this? Well, yeah. I mean, again, I, I get that, but I don't know. Again, I'm not saying you're implying that, but there are a lot of people that will ask me like, well, should I see it in a theater? It looks like a cheap movie. I think movie. that is, and I'm like, well, I mean, I still Blair Witch is a cheap movie. You definitely get a theatrical experience out of seeing Blair Witch, in my opinion, on the big screen. Shit, either way you see it. Well, yeah, I'm not a huge Blair Witch fan, but <laughs> there is. Something... I, I think that's an yeah, that's an audience thing, and that's the difference. Yeah. And here's the thing, Ben, or anyone for this for that matter. If you want a, the audience experience, you're not going to have that with Nefarious, and that's the one thing I'm not pushing hard for it because the odds of an audience experience for Nefarious, you're lucky if you got two other people in the theater. So. I had a uh, like, I don't know. You were also first day, full, first showing just, though, Dan. Yeah, we're, we're later though. We're coming out to like a few days. It's gonna be, you know, go on Saturday at eight o'clock, and I'm sure it'll be, yeah, seven yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard when you got the other one uh, with the star, and you know. Yeah, yeah, this thing's well. well it's not. We'll yeah. predict at the end what we think is going to win the weekend. It definitely oh, uh, won't be this. But... I was going to say well, we can predict right now what's not winning. It's going to be under Puss in Boots too, probably. Oh yeah, I, shit. As is long as Top Gun Two doesn't beat it, we're. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really did love this one, and it's not like I said again. It's not as familiar as you would think. And the, the way they were able to contain, I mean, I was nervous for the psychiatrist, even though he was never really like a physical threat in his posi- the position he was in. But when he started to kind of slowly get inside his head, I was like, man, I'm really digging this. So yeah. there you go. Psychological horror. I thought it was great. I'm surprised how good it was. And I do think it's worth checking out if you if you like dialogue driven psychological horror um or if you just or just drama even it doesn't yeah i mean obviously we're a horror show and we have horror people listening but i think yeah yeah, you could watch it with someone who just does like drama and suspense doesn't have to be a horror fan just the scene of him the one character just trying to make a telephone call like they made that really just interesting and tense i don't know if i put myself in it more because he's an atheist and i'm an atheist yeah. Because there is, it might have, you know, I'm going to save my, my line till after both of them because we are having two faith based things. So I'll come back to it. Yeah. Well, the next one I think you're going to find is a little bit different, but yes. Um. So what do, so what do you want to rate it? I really liked it. It will. And again, I'm a, a pretty liberal guy for the most part. So keep that in mind. It didn't bother me, but it will. It is going to piss some people off. I'm just, I don't want anybody to go in there and like kind of be uh, 
affected in, in a negative way, aside from just being affected because it's a good movie. I'm four and a half. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, it, I was... I really liked it, but I, there's just something holding me back from that five. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be, I just because I... No, I gave Exorcist a five. That's the only religious movie I've I've put that gave that to. Um, so yeah, I'm a four and a half. Okay, sweet, sweet. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, Todd. Todd's gonna. He's gonna. Todd will find Jesus by the end of this. I had a religious night. Jesus. <laughs> Triple feature, all faith based. If you really get down to it. The third one. Well. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in that world, there's an existence of them. I don't know. Sure. Uh, all right. So our next film, the one the one I know Orc, if he's listening, he's been waiting for, The Pope's Exorcist from director Julius Avery and starring fat gladiator himself, Russell Crowe. So Pope's Exorcist follows Father Gabriel Amorth, the Vatican's leading exorcist, as he investigates the possession of a child and uncovers a conspiracy the Vatican has tried to keep secret. All right, so um, Pope's Exorcist, uh, just a little bit of background. It is based on a real real person, uh, Father Gabriel Amorth, who from 86 until his death, death i believe was the vatican's chief exorcist this is actually based on two memoirs he wrote uh, an exorcist an exorcist tells his story and an exorcist more stories um he interesting guy if you delve into it in fact uh, william freakin did a documentary on him uh that uh, you can uh, uh, check out. I think it was called The Devil and Father Amort, I believe. And you can actually see footage of him actually performing, you know, an exorcism. Um, <clears throat> so as I kind of touched about on before, possession movies, specifically exorcism-based possession movies, often, often kind of just become pointless at the end of the day they're all extremely familiar none of them to this day have have ever really come close to topping the exorcist so even though a lot of them are competently well made we've seen some really good actors you know anthony hopkins and what have you in different exorcist based films they're all very forgettable they're they kind of you know boring at times and you can make a, a case that there's a lot of familiarity in zombie movies, uh, slasher movies, for sure. You know, you're repeating a lot of the same beats. But for me, there's always just been something about the exorcism-based possession movie that I just like, uh, <laughs> like another one. Uh, there are Not that there aren't good ones. Exorcism of Emily Rose is a very good film. But they're very, they're just very familiar. Shock, this... Shocker, I do the same thing when I hear there's a new one. Yeah. Even, even this one, I was kind of like, <sighs> like, I, yeah, I had no desire to see this other than I do like mm-hmm. unhinged Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. who uh, This is his first just sort of direct horror film. 
uh, which was, you know, kind of part of the part of the marketing. Uh, and I love Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's awesome. Uh, so just to close out the real Father Gabriel, uh, kind of progressive in some ways for an exorcist because he did believe in science and recognized that most of the time it was just a disturbed person that needed therapy versus an exorcism. He does claim he, out of the 160,000, which I am going to call bullshit on that, but over the 160,000 quote-unquote exorcisms he performed, there were maybe 100 that were legit, according to him. Uh, he is a bit of a kook at the same time. He has oddball beliefs like yoga being demonic. I don't know how that works. Absolutely. Was... Have you not seen the pants? <laughs> <laughs> he, he also uh, thought Harry Potter was evil. So well, you know. he, he got that one right. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, Cliff Booth has a great question. I'm sure it's coming up. Is Franco Nero the best part of the movie? No, Russell Crowe. I love Franco Nero, though. That was I, I didn't know he was in it, so I got excited yeah. when he showed up as the Pope. I was like, yes! No one else in the theater is like, giving a shit. <laughs> I, I, this doesn't happen, so I'll just say, like, I would have had the Django theme kick in. <laughs> Russell Crowe is about to be, like, killed by Satan himself. And then you get the Pope coming in with, like, just, like, just an arsenal, just blowing away, like, fucking demons everywhere. This, I would have gone batshit with it. Now, so just to get into the movie itself before we fantasy book. Um, now, this is very derivative. You know, it isn't still an exorcism movie. So it, you know, it progresses how you'd expect. You know, family moves into a new home. Uh, you know, child gets possessed, evil unleashed. And, you know, it, it unfolds pretty much exactly as you would expect on paper. What I think really made this movie is it's just it it has fun with it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, Russell Crowe, there's a lot of humor with his character. He drops some one-liners. He looks like he's having the time of his life. Uh, he really makes this movie. Uh, he you know uh, he he rides around on what do you call those little scooter things Vespas is that what you call it or something yeah um, scooter Vespa yeah looked like it, it was a Ferrari one it has they have fun with it like this is not and I think that actually worked for me it's it's tongue in cheek at times it's not like a comedy or anything but it has it has some gore it even has some nudity surprisingly enough. Well, I it, mean, it makes sense when it's from the director of Overlord because he kind of managed yeah. to do that in, in that also. Yeah, and it's just there's not a lot of padding. The movie's a breeze. I think it's only like 90 minutes. Just other movies we've reviewed recently, take note. 143, It's a, it, oh, but okay. yeah, it's in that safe zone. Yeah. It's in that, yeah, it's not too long. It's entertaining. It's every yeah. minute past that 90. You got to be fucking good for me not to. Yeah, and it, it gives you just enough. There's some flashbacks with uh, Father Amort and his time in the Italian resistance, which was that part I know is true about his real life. But for the most part, it just has fun. There's a lot of special effects in this movie. There's some blood. There's some gore. Um, a slasher's but, asking if it's Evil Deddy at all. He's got those vibes. Uh. No, no, I mean, there's a couple sp spots. I mean, if you did a percentage, maybe a percent. 
I mean, there's some yeah. similarities visually, but yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. There's a couple. Yeah, it's minimal. If that's your reason to see it, I'd say, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, did you recognize who the mom was? Alex Esso. If you don't know that name, she starred in Starry Eyes, which is a film that I absolutely yes, I adore. That. She's amazing in that. She played Wendy Torres. I was going to say, wasn't she? In, yeah. She's, I mean, she's been doing a lot of smaller horror films, uh, Midnighters, The Super with Val Kilmer, I remember. Red Island was another one. Death of Me. She's done a ton of horror. Uh, she kind of broke out a little bit with Midnight Mass. She was on that. So, right, the, the Netflix yeah. show. Kind of cool seeing her do this. Uh, so in a weird way, story-wise, you, you could kind of say that it is like the typical exorcism formula but but it's russell fucking crow doing it That's it's russell crow chewing the scenery <laughs> hitting on nuns once or twice and kind of a play sweating out booze yeah looking like like he's just i wanted a shot of him like taking the scooter through like a mcdonald's drive <laughs> he's yeah. he's almost the modern day joe spinell if he would have done that shit he would be <laughs> Who's coming out the porch? I would take another Maniac remake if we could get Russell Crowe, like it just in that. God damn it! I would. <laughs> I would have gone a lot more crazy with this because, again, I reference some of these other exorcism movies, and technically speaking, they're better movies. I think this one's more fun. Yeah, it's, this one's definitely entertaining. Nobody's gonna compare this to the fucking Exorcist, anyways. So, you know, it's it's not really that kind of movie. Um, I almost had to come home and watch Exorcist three all the times I heard Legion. You know what I would have done when the, when he first sees the kid, I would have just had him walk in. You know the the demons talking shit and just look like he's about to like say some prayer, and then he just starts punching the shit out of him just in the bed, just Russell Crowe style, just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Slashers all in on it too. <laughs> Russell yeah. Crow Maniac would be awesome. <laughs> he gets frustrated because he can't like catch some of the hookers. He just like he gets he runs out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, I had fun with it. It's it's a it's a B movie, it's goofy at times, but I had fun. It looks good. Uh the location it takes place in Spain. Uh you know, it, it's just, it's a breezy, fun B-movie. And if you go into it with that attitude, I don't think you'll be too disappointed. Just, it's and not going to reinvent the wheel in terms of story, though. It's just a fun B-movie. I think that uh, this is absolutely going to kill any shot Nefarious had because a bunch of teenagers mm. going to see a scary movie on a weekend, they're going to go Pope's. You know, maybe if it's sold out, which Pope's Exorcist almost was on when I saw it at the the last movie. So maybe if he gets some uh, sellouts, it'll, they'll get some of the overflow. <laughs> Fingers yeah, the, crossed. <laughs> two, two completely different tones. Um, yeah. And the, both really good. Yeah, both really good. The actual, like, possession aspect of Nefarious is not as, you know, it, it's not the, the main part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's Fantas looking yes Chris the subway scene ends with him getting winded and the girl getting away 
the final shot is just him getting his feet amputated <laughs> and just being pissed off. And the... <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know it bends right. Those kids are going to Renfield, and when Renfield yeah. sold out, then they'll go to Pope's Exorcist. I uh, yeah yeah and then it, yeah you're right. There is a hierarchy. Renfield, Pope's Exorcist, and yeah yeah. So far, we're two and zero. Oh. Which surprise? Which surprise? Well, let's rate it and then find out if we're three for three. Absolutely. Which I think could go either way with you. Well, what say you on this one, Todd? I am also a four and a half. I really like this. The fun Ooh. factor is off the charts. They got me with two religious films in one day. What are the odds of that? So I, I also thought like some of the vulgarity with the oh. demons and the kids. <laughs> my favorite line, and this isn't a, a major thing or anything, but my favorite line is when he looks at the other priest and he's just like, you panty sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually spit out my drink a little bit. <laughs> this kid, like, calling him panties. <laughs> was uh, just funny. You know, the cl- yeah, this is the first horror movie, but we had Unhinged, which was as closest up till this. So yeah. I, I want more. Yeah, I really I, want I that think, maniac. Uh, I think that, well, first off, a little that's a little high for me. I'm a three and a half, but I did have a lot of fun. I'm just going off the fun factor. That's so. cool. I don't blame you. I had fun too. Uh, maybe Russell Crowe will have that Nicolas Cage run now where he just starts doing a bunch of just awful oh, Fingers crossed! <laughs> I wouldn't mind a Russell Russell Crowe and Nick Cage. I was just going to say, can you imagine Kruger? <laughs> he would be like so happy. <laughs> <sighs> What's up, zombie? Zombie, you did not miss Region Free. We haven't had a Region Free yet. That's not till May 13th, so you're still good on that. That'll be the uh, Season 3 launch of Region Free. Uh, But welcome to Flesh Wound Features right now. Uh, So, yeah, you know, check it out. Just know what you're getting into. It's not some horror masterpiece. It's just a fun B-movie. All right, so, Todd, the main event of the evening, Renfield. Finally, I can speak of it. Yes, you saw this like what, that, like a fucking year. Or how does hey, that? Work? Okay, are we allowed to talk about it? I could no? say I've seen it already. Yeah, now okay, it's, it's officially now out. You can say it. All right. Yes. yes, I saw an advanced screening. We'll just go that. There you go. There you go. That I was and not. You saw it again, that. right? You saw of it course. again, right? So yes, I'm all not right. going to. Re- yes, I saw. Yes, triple feature last night. All three. Sweet. Only sweet one stuff. slight change I noticed. The mu- song was different. Okay, so Renfield from director Chris McKay follows Renfield, Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades, longs for a life away from the Count, his various demands, and all the bloodshed that comes with them. All right, so yeah, uh, Renfield. Obviously, Nick Cage has been on an interesting career resurgence for the last, I don't know, what, six or... Maybe even longer than that, really. But the last six or seven years or so that he's just kind of slowly exploded again. Nick Cage is a movie star again, <laughs> which I think is so awesome. It's <laughs> not something that usually works out that way. You know, when you start going into the direct-to-video, direct-to-VOD stuff, and you start churning out more and more, that's usually just where you stay. Pretty amazing to me that he's, you know, big screen 
leading man again. He, he was even quoted in a recent interview, like somebody was like, would you like to be a part of the MCU? And he's like, I don't need the MCU. I'm Nicolas Cage. <laughs> here, here, I want you to read Cliff's, Cliff's comment. Cliff Booth, Brando once said, the only thing an actor owes to his audience is not to more of them. By that criteria, Nicolas Cage might be the most successful actor of all time. Yes, good. Yeah, can you imagine Nick Cage and Brando? In a in like a movie in two, 2023. Brando is Van Helsing. Yeah, I, I, I know you said you meant Boar Cliff, but Dan just read more. It's okay. It's <laughs> I said more. It I read it as he wrote it. Dan's Ron Burgundy. I read it as he wrote it. Okay. Sorry, Cliff. You know, you're thinking of like yep, some right Perusa Bulk one-liner and you fucked it up. <laughs> Cage is a legend. He only had to do DTV movies to pay off his castle debts. <laughs> you can't hate that, right? You probably yeah. got to do Dinosaur Head and shit too. <laughs> <laughs> he, what was it? Like he was doing parties that cost like $2 million. Like, god damn. Didn't he do like some giant ice sculpture or something that cost <laughs> a small fortune? Uh, he, he had a lot of fun though. But you know, he's getting back on top. I think that's awesome. So, Todd, I'll tag you in first. What did you think of Renfield? Was it all you hoped it would be? And what's your your favorite? What's your all time favorite Nick Cage movie? And what's your like recent as far as like his recent? My all time favorite's easy. That's uh, Raising Arizona. Oh, good pick. Um, my favorite Cage recently. I'm just gonna kind of look it over real quick because off the top of my head. Now you mean leading role or just performance in general? Just leading role, like recently, you know, Mandy. You know, I know I'm the one who's not a big Mandy guy. Um, Mom and Dad. I mean, he, he's had a lot of stuff that's kind of broken out. Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. The, uh, honestly, I have to see his new western. I was going to say, yeah, that one. I'm I'm looking. I, I got to go with Pig. Pig would be my favorite recent one. Pig, I think he warranted an Oscar nomination. I for agree. Him. I thought Pig was just an um it's not exactly what people might want from it. It's not that wild, crazy ass movie, but it's just a really good movie and a great performance from Cage. But but uh back to Renfield, Todd. Did it live up to everything you were hoping for it to be? It did. I, and I'll tell you, the first time I saw it, I didn't know anything other than the title. And we'd heard a little bit of news. So I say, I don't want to give too much away. I loved it. It's the tone I like. It was just fun. It's closer to action comedy horror than just horror comedy or even just, you know, either way. It is mm. definitely. I don't want to say it's like the mummy for the new generation, but it has that history with it. And it's kind of, but it's gory. I mean, that's the, the biggest difference, but it it's, it's just a, a fun film. I think the biggest thing, and this is what I've always said on this one, it's going to fall with how you feel on Aquafina. If you hate Aquafina, you're not going to like the movie. That's like the starting point. So or Cage's stick too, to be honest. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that is well, yeah. I I think people know that going in. I mean, but the one thing it is he isn't the lead. That and I think that comes across in the trailer. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah. It, 
Yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely right. It's I don't I haven't seen enough with Aquafina, quite frankly, to have an opinion one way or the other. I'm trying to think. I saw some sci-fi things she did with Mila Jovovich and a bunch of other people. That Emma Roberts was in it. It wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. I saw her in that. Um, I saw parts of Shang Chi with my uh, nephew. It was fine. Uh, See, I like that I movie, but I like her. Um, she was also yeah. in the farewell. You might like her from that. Oh yeah, I did see the farewell. Yeah, she's good in that. Yeah. So I don't well, have any not, kind of that, negative. Yeah. I don't have much of an opinion to be honest. Uh, I thought she was fine in this. I thought she was funny. I enjoyed it. I mean, Nicholas Holt really, you know, he plays that kind of neurotic uh character really well. Um yeah, Ben uh who says the trailer felt like a comedic blade type. Uh yeah, it's super gory. Like, that's one thing I think I saw in the rating where it's, it said, like, some gore or something like that. And I was like, man, there's a shit ton of fucking gore in this movie. I don't know what some means. There's a lot. Um, well, this, uh, yeah, it says bloody violence, some gore. <laughs> it got on my good side. They, like, shot a bunch of the Bella Lugosi stuff oh, or that's... a flashback with I... Nick Cage. So I was like, I'm eating this shit up. I do have one major issue with this movie I will get into, but um, yeah, I love that so much. Nick Cage apparently has three dream roles he always wanted to play. Superman, which didn't quite work out for him, Captain Nemo, and Dracula. So we got the Dracula movie. We'll see. I I feel like somehow we're going to get him as Superman (laughs) at some point. You want me to give a shit about a superhero movie? Make that Nick Cage Superman movie stand alone, not a part of any universe. Just let Tim Burton direct a one-off. Oh movie. God, I would see you lost me when you put his fucking name on it. Ah, I think you would get something more entertaining. I don't. I don't think it was going to be good then. I think it would have been closer to the Batman's we got at the time. Would have been I would love to Superman Returns. I guarantee. Oh no, it. I just see. I think Superman Returns is better than those Batman movies. Ooh. Um. So. Yeah, he got to voice Superman though. At least, so there's that. Oh, um, yeah, he did get to do that, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, but... You know what? I'm going to ch- retcon my answer. While while raising Arizona is 100 percent my favorite Coen Brothers movie, I have to flip my answer to Leaving Las Vegas because my brain didn't pop in there quick enough. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Leaving Las Vegas is good. I would also throw it. Con Air's fun. It's actually become more fun in recent. It has, because I didn't like it at first. It was just a dumb action movie. Yeah. Uh, see? Okay. There you go, zombie. <laughs> the James Gunn Superman the Cage edition. <laughs> Nine hours of Cage. Uh, so, yeah. Cage was born to play this, this role. I thought he was hilarious. There's a lot of just, just little cageisms that he he has straight throughout that i thought were hilarious he got to play dracula in different forms different makeup where he wasn't fully formed so he he got to do a whole lot with the character i'm gonna say this and it's not it's not any obviously there's some fighting back on renfield's uh part that that bugged me a little bit because he shouldn't be able to do it like he's under his control It didn't make any – they don't really explain that. I'm like, he shouldn't – number one, why didn't he do it 
decades ago or a century ago. Like it, it just, I mean, it, it's, a, it's because it, they showed that footage. Your brain made it canon, and that's the one problem. Because it's not you're you're going yeah. with the but, monster universe canon, yeah, and because it, they show that footage, it it makes a lot of movies making... play around with vampire lore. I get that, but yeah, that I think also added to it because I was like, well, if you could just always do whatever the fuck you wanted, essentially, just fucking do it then. Like, I, it, it didn't like when he rebelled here. I was like, okay, but you're not giving me a reason. But maybe why he didn't he could do that. Maybe he didn't want to previously. Maybe he always could have, but mm. he never tried. I mean, that's the only explanation I can give to you that has any logic. Why? Yeah, I think, like you said, though, that like making the Bella Lugosi movie canon, I was like, I kind of have an issue with that. It, I, it didn't ruin the movie for me, and again, it's it's comedic in tone, so you you overlook a little bit more. I probably would be a lot more harsh if this was like some serious dracula adaptation where they just do that and don't explain it i would have watched them just remake the original film which is shots of cage in there. that feels like care. something like if it made a ton of money maybe they would do is like a a netflix special or something well there there's definitely more that was shot or at least stills because in the credits you see additional stuff that we didn't actually see Mm -hmm. from dracula so if they shot like 10 minutes worth that'd be awesome if it ends up on the blue or 4k or digital uh vampires kiss is being brought up in the chat yeah that's that's a hell of a cage performance you may want to watch that like if you're going out to see it this weekend watch vampires kiss before you go check it out that might discourage some people so do it at your own risk <laughs> uh but yeah i like the aquafina I don't know if I'm a fan yet, but I, I did enjoy her. Uh, Cage is fucking awesome. If this if this looks like something you want to see, it's not going to let you down. Uh, but you're right. Like it, it's one of those things. It's like the Dennis Miller and Bordello of Blood. If you just don't yeah. like Dennis Miller and his shtick there, that's kind of applicable to this. Yeah. So that's... like Kruger's not here. I'm going to predict Kruger's going to fucking love this. Um, um and yeah unfortunately we couldn't make it work but look for kruger's corner i was trying to get a video of him in but we couldn't make it work in time but i think we're going to do a, a kruger's corner just to uh on yeah on patreon yeah, he's missed a couple things so yeah, yeah so keep an eye out for that i'm not exactly sure when or where maybe monday i think we're shooting for yeah you you'll get uh you'll get to see his opinion because yeah, but I'm gonna go uh, ahead yeah. and predict that he's gonna fucking love this. I think he might like Pope's Exorcist too. I think it might not be his style. I but think he's I seen know, that maybe. tonight. Yeah, he might be at that now, actually. Uh, um so you may get to hear all three by the time by yes. the time he does one. Um and I'll and I'll join him just so he has yeah. something to talk to. <laughs> um I wish I could record him when he's watching it and he just sees believe Phil. I don't know if it's. I'm gonna ask him. Well, he's watching it now, so I. Well, I don't know if he's watching it now, but he might give this a watch. Make him review it first, and if it starts off with "Dan, you goddamn motherfucker, how do you like this shit?" Like he'll know. That'll be the review in a nutshell. We might get that in the chat before we get. (laughs) Uh, So, so yeah, this is this movie's a lot of fun. Pope's Exorcist is a lot of fun, and Nefarious was just 
a surprise. I, I really thought that was good. Technically speaking, I'd say the best movie tonight. Uh, mm. But, you know, obviously I understand Renfield's going to be the biggest crowd pleaser. So, Todd, what do you rate it? Um, that's the thing with this one, though, too. It's like it it hits so many different demographics of people that would, you know, mm -hmm. see it. Um, I really like it. And while I, my fun factor may be a five, I can't give it a five. I'm going to give it a four and a half. I, apparently, I'm across the board. I had a really good theatrical night. All three movies, I had a great time. Loved them all. Apparently, I gave them all four and a half, too. <laughs> I am a three and a half. I had a lot of fun and I probably would be a little higher, but that one thing does bother me a little bit. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. It but, just but you know what? It's worth it though to see that footage. Like mm -hmm. I'd rather, like if they were, well, if we cut this, it doesn't matter that I, it, I'm glad it's there. And I'd rather have that with that little time. You, you know, honestly though, Dan, you do sound like those fucking Simpson nerds. Just say it. I'm being honest. That was something that did bug me. If you're going to make it like, okay, we're going off of that specific Dracula. Plus, you'd still have to explain that anyways, because it's like, okay. It's yeah. just he, maybe it, he didn't have a reason or want to till that moment. And that's the way I took it watching it. I think the way that we're introduced to this character, he definitely wasn't enjoying what he was doing. So I, I don't know if the want thing makes sense. Like, I think he obviously always wanted to be free of him. Uh, but but anyways, like like I said, I had a ton of fun. I'll be picking all of these movies up when they come to physical. And yeah, you can have a good good time at the movies this weekend. What else dropped this week? Like I don't um, oh mom uh, mafia mama. Okay, yeah, I need to see that. I don't think it's going to happen, though, before I leave. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Probably Ren Renfield's going to win the weekend, you think, right? Oh, yeah, it's going to smash the other ones. I don't think... Yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't think Ma Mafia Mama will beat Nefarious. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe Love's Exorcist. Yeah, we'll see. But I think, yeah, they're all worth seeing. And... Yeah, so I think could be wrong, but I think the next time you'll see uh, me, well, you've got farce coming up. But aside from farce, I think the next flesh wound horror will be in California, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So if we beat the pre-tape, yes, which we probably should. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we'll be doing some live videos. We're, we're also going to be. Um, original doing some original. We'll, we'll film some stuff to play here. Ben Grimm pointed out, and uh, original Superman is back in theaters tomorrow. I was planning on going one showing at three fifteen for me. Um, I assume they, you mean Christopher Reeve. Yes, the, yes, the original. Um, but at the same time as uh, my friend's baby shower, so. Uh, <laughs> No You're Superman. A skipping a baby shower. No, no, no. I didn't remember. I didn't know they were at the same time. So oh, I was like, oh well, I guess I'm not going. Seemed disappointed, Todd. Well, I mean, yeah, it couldn't have been any other fucking day. <laughs> Dan doesn't realize there's gonna be one day. He's gonna there's a movie I'm gonna go see that's out for one day. 
on its anniversary that he's going to have no desire to see. So he's going to have to go watch another movie while I see it. Because I'm going to go watch that movie either fucking way. What's the movie? Return of the Jedi. I mean, I that's when it was still good. I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're not going to go watch Mamma Mia while I'm watching Return of the Jedi? Mamma Mia? You mean Mafia Mama? Whatever. <laughs> you can... yeah. I think I choose Return of the Jedi over Mamma Mia. Um. Yeah, I totally forgot it was when you're here. I saw that. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, we will be seeing, let's see, we got Evil Dead, which yes. we'll be seeing that opening night. So once again, enable notifications. We'll be going live maybe at odd times. It might not all really be scheduled ahead of time, so you will get some live stuff. We got to be live from Sizzler, Todd. I'm so fucking stoked about Sizzler. You you only groan because you've always had Sizzler. No, you know, it I, I don't exist most places now. I am sad about Fuddruckers. I watched the Fuddruckers video and then I pass oh. the, the shell of the building all the time and I'm just sad. We still have a Fuddruckers. Uh, the yeah. last three Southern California um, locations closed. Ben Grimm, Mama uh, Mia looks like shite. No, no. <laughs> okay, Chris is, is jealous for Sizzler. Um, There's going to be some food porn. On this channel. Okay, well, I Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we've got the machete taco or whatever that you were talking about. Oh, the machete tacos. Yeah, go to Roscoe's or you're insane. I like waffles. I like chicken. I don't like chicken and waffles. I can eat some chicken and waffles. I, I mean, I, I'll I, take Dan there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh... Only if he's wearing his... His new hat, Pugs just ordered him for wrestling. <laughs> I, I would rather not be have the shit kicked out of me. Uh, so, yes, I will not be wearing that hat. <laughs> so, yes, we'll have some live stuff for some wrestling. Mm. Um, if you're in uh, Pomona, California, for California 2 XPW, stop by the Flesh Wound Features table. That'll be a lot of fun. You never know who might stop by and... Hopefully, technology issues resolve, so we'll we'll ha we'll be live from there at some point. And uh, yeah, it's been like I said, this will be the first time we're hanging out together since before the pandemic. Dan needs a Compton ball hat. I'll get him that and some Lokes. We're gonna we're gonna California up, Dan. Yeah, I'm hood approved. I'm good. They take me like I am, so it's all good. Uh, so yeah, wrestling, horror. Tons of food stuff because that's probably what we're all looking forward to the most. Ooh, and we're gonna have some buttons too, so I'll, I'll send some out to Patreons. Oh, nice, nice. Yes, uh, yeah. And someone brought up, I believe it was our Kruger. Um, we got to make some of our shirt designs into buttons too. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe yeah. we can sell some milf buttons. <laughs> we can Free get mustache rides, Todd. <laughs> we it's can gotta get happen. Gotta happen. I have the I have the graphics. Um you're in L a uh, Cliff Booth. You're in LA next weekend. Lucky SOB. They're playing Once Upon a Time of Hollywood, then at the New Beverly. Huh. Oh. I'll yeah. Check out that. Yeah, Dan will be here till May 1st. You go back, right? Eight uh yeah, 18th through the May through yeah, May 1st. So, yeah, um, we're hoping to have at least all of us together a couple times. Yes, so yes. It'll, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I am. I am. I'm. Other yeah. than I got to clean up more. Ugh. We'll have to talk about uh, like any. We haven't talked like filming locations we might have missed, especially something maybe you've never actually taken the time to see. There's a couple, but they might be uninteresting. So if we can get pugs, we will do our our pretty woman trip. If there's any locations <laughs> in the chat, you, you know, we'll ask this question in Discord. But like, if there's anywhere you want us to, you know go see like we did stuff last time but we didn't take video so oh yeah we, we could, were all over yeah so we could still go back by the nightmare in elm street house or you know yeah we were all over we did like every halloween location there was i believe yeah see i can't I mean, i've done that tour so many times i don't remember because <clears throat> yeah. some of some have been better and some have not but i probably took you to everything <laughs> Yes, you might get me pissing on the hedges or something just to, you know. <laughs> well, oh, I, I think can. it's gone now. I was going to say, I could take you to the, the remake house because they, like, had a sign oh. on the door, like, get off our porch or we'll shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> but the house was empty, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say we can just take some goofy photos. I'm not encouraging anybody to do that. <laughs> Zombie said, so Todd, are you Dan's wise man for the hardcore hillbilly? There match? is not a, a match. Hardcore hillbillies in a 16-man death match tournament. So he has to warm up. Got to get that. That's uh, uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. I get to you know, you you know how you protect against a slap fight? You roll up into a ball. <laughs> I'm fat. Like it's you're not gonna be able to slap me. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. I just you roll up into a ball. I have no shame. Can't lose a slap fight. Can't be slapped. So there you go. It's all right. But needle Ozzy, spot, Ozzy, I'm Dan. There's no definitely no needle spot. Speaking <laughs> of which, That's check out our show. interview that we just did with the body. If you missed it, that was awesome. We had a little bit of technical difficulties at the very end, but uh, really cool interview we're big fans of the body here at flesh wound features so we think you're going to be hearing a whole lot from him in years do you, to come. do you want some xpw news i was yeah i was gonna i was just typing in the private chat if that was something where i don't know i don't, what, know. I don't know what you were gonna say okay i was i was gonna mention that they're going to uh japan or they're okay working on japan I saw that as I was coming home, and I was like, "Okay, is that just something that you heard, or if that was that out there?" <laughs> that was out there. Okay. Now, okay. and the other thing, though, on on the Rob Black show tonight, or did it? Or it may have already happened. There was some UK talk too. Oh, okay. God, can you imagine? Like, we, I would fucking go to. I would take a trip up to Japan to again to check out XPW. <sighs> I'd be down. <laughs> it it is it is a lot it is it's been a long time and planes have just gotten worse but uh it might be worth it i don't think there's any place i can stay though out there they don't make places big enough for me out there <laughs> you guys got like a sumo like flop house or something somewhere? <laughs> we can stay at the sumo flop house um is the yeah. godzilla hotel have a human size room <laughs> <laughs> hey i'll be in the suit you know give me a place to stay i'll spend some time in the suit scaring tourists we can make that work uh, but it'll be good times you won't want to miss it you'll get a lot of live videos um also again discord 
So th- there'll be some stuff like I might be able to give you guys a little more warning, like what's going on in the Discord. You know, I'm not going to go on YouTube just to run down what we're doing for the day, but uh, maybe dis- we can do it as a short. Yeah, yeah. the The Discord link is in the description, as always. Very active Discord. There's a lot of other horror podcasters in there. Some incognito, but uh, they're there. Uh, so check that out. Patreon.com slash Flesh Wound Features, because I'm sure we're going to have some interesting Patreon content as well. And when we get back, hopefully we'll have like a live or a live video kind of just showing off some of the sights, sounds, photos, and I have a plan I haven't talked to you about, so we'll we'll Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, we need to sit down. (laughs) We're done. Uh so yes, everybody. Uh oh, Cliff Booth mentions a psycho triple feature on the seventh. I'm is that June seventh? I may have to do that. Yes, yes, I, I don't know when. Or May 7th. Probably, well, I, has to, I won't be there for that. Yeah. But did you say there was a Psycho 2 Motel Hell double feature? Yes, that's at the Frida. That's over near me. Frida? Well, okay. Closer to me than the New Beverly. Yeah, That's May. a fun double. That's a fun double. But all right. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in sunny hollywood good night do i do a dance with the cane do i have a cane i don't know if i have a cane all right well we're going anyway no i don't want to see a dance